Hello, this is BBC News. I'm Anna Foster, live in southern Israel. And we've been watching this morning crowds of people gathering in southern Gaza at the Rafah crossing into Egypt after suggestions that the first foreign passport holders will be able to leave along with some badly injured people. Let me show you these pictures that you can see uh, on your screen now. Um, we know that the call went out just a few hours ago uh, that people were likely to be able to leave. And we're seeing, you can see look, the cameras in those pictures, the crowds of people in that internal area at the crossing point. Um, potentially 500 or so foreign passport holders will be able to pass through. The uh, AFP news agency says that that has already happened. But if you just look at these pictures here, if you imagine this crossing point, which has several stages, and what it's hard to tell right now is whether people are moving internally on the Gaza side and whether or not they have actually crossed through into Egypt. It will only really be when we see people stepping foot onto Egyptian soil that we know that those first crossings have finally happened. Uh, so far, of course, we've only seen a very small number of hostages leave Gaza since the war began on October the 7th. Um, but we believe now that foreign passport holders on a pre-approved list, which has been published for several days now, may be able to cross out along with people who've been badly injured. Um, we are also hearing from our correspondent in Gaza, Rushdie Burluf, that once again communications and internet services inside Gaza have been cut. This would be the second time in a week this happened. First of all, on Friday evening, it causes, of course, huge problems for the civilian community in Gaza. It means people can't contact each other. They can't reassure uh, family, friends and loved ones that they're safe. But it also creates huge problems for humanitarian organizations working within Gaza as well. It means they can't contact their staff and it means that people on the ground can't do simple things like call for ambulances, for example, or for medical aid um, after strikes. Um, I've also got some pictures to show you as well. Take a look at um, the Israel Defense Force pictures which uh, have been sent through as well. Uh, these are latest pictures from the Israel Defense Forces of their military operation in the north of the Gaza Strip. You can see there um, this is a strike from uh, from yesterday afternoon and evening in the Jabalia area. Um, you can see um, this is one of the uh, this is one of the things that uh, that Israel has been working on. And in fact, you can hear in the background when you hear those bangs and explosions in the background where I am in southern Israel. That is the ongoing Israeli military operation. But they're showing and you've seen there on your screen. You can see the pictures of Israeli tanks and Israeli troops uh, doing their work very much in the north of Gaza. There were two large strikes yesterday that uh, Israeli forces said had killed a senior Hamas commander, uh, but also civilian casualties as well. Let's go live, first of all, to Cairo in Egypt, where aid organizations we've been reporting are poised to try and bring more humanitarian aid actually in to Gaza. Well, Global Empowerment Mission is one of those groups. They've been active uh, in Ukraine during the Morocco earthquake as well. Uh, their founder, Michael Capone, joins me now. And Michael, I know you are waiting at the moment. You've got aid. Just tell me a bit about, about what more you've got there, what you have ready to take into Gaza when you get the chance. Thank you for having me. So we got here about three weeks ago. We've been setting up, up infrastructure while we're waiting simultaneously on getting trucks through the Rafa gate. So what we did is we set up a large warehouse like we do all over the world. And right now we've been purchasing a lot of local aid, food and water. And we have now uh, 
five trucks that are basically ready and we are waiting for clearance, right? Right now the people are coming out from the Gaza side and we're waiting to be able to go in. We're confident now based on all our meetings with UN, with the three governments, with everybody that, you know, by early next week, I think there's gonna be, or earlier, a very big inflow of uh, aid that we'll be able to get inside. And we have really good local partners inside Gaza that have been working there for more than a decade that are very trusted. And basically our role here is to collect supplies from the whole world like we do and amass it, palletize it, sort it, prepare it, and ship it over to, through the Rafa gate and into our partner Aniera's hands. And then there they distribute at the shelters that are housing a lot of children, a lot of women right now, and to give support. And the other missing link that's important is that there's, because of no gas, uh, inside Gaza right now, even our partners, like you said, they cannot communicate amongst each other because of communications. And they also have no gas to be able to even bring this to other areas other than, you know, close to the Rafa gate. So that's going to need to be worked out soon, too. You, you talked there and we've been talking so much about the, the complexity of the political situation here, because in other areas around the world, you would be able to move all of that aid in very quickly. What are you being told about how long it might take to actually transport all of that across into Gaza? Well, time we don't know, but what we have been given now is basically exact standards, how big the pallets should be, what they are, what will be prioritized, how they're going to go through. Before they go to the Rafa gate, they go to another area to be checked by the Israeli government, right, to make sure that it's not weapons and that it's things of, you know, basic necessities that are needed. So it, it's a whole process. Um, I, I do imagine, I mean, there's already about 700 trucks in line at the border right now from all different kinds of countries throughout the Middle East. All that stuff needs to be properly cleared first before it goes in. So those are the procedures.